This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com. This is Relationship, a podcast presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values. With your hosts, the Cratellis. I'm Marco. And I'm Tony. It's a new month. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. Can you feel a brand new day? Well, that's not the same song. I know. Okay. I was going to say, not all black songs are the same, Oh, jeez. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. How art thou? I was good till a minute ago. Um, well, you'll get better in a minute. As soon as you close your mouth. <laughs> That's not going to happen, so I guess you'll just not be good. <laughs> oh, how has your woot woot week been? It was better until you said that. <laughs> no. Well, it ain't going nowhere. All right. It's been good. I cannot believe it's August already. I like, know. It's just, I know I say that like every episode, like I can't believe how fast time is going by, but it's kind of crazy. It's, I remember being younger and uh, my dad would always say like, don't go, like, don't get older. It's a trap. Mm. And he would say, like, you'll be so surprised that when you get older, time goes by so quickly. It does. That, like, you turn around and you're like, where the hell, like, did all that time go? Like, I can't even think about it. So much so that next week is our 10-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Isn't it nuts? It is crazy. Can you believe that 10 years ago we were meeting one another? No. No. doesn't feel like it at all. It's nuts. No. it's, it's And then when I think about 10 years ago that I was 25 years old, mm. I'm like, how did I even make it to this age at this point? With a lot of help from me. Mm. <laughs> Something about that doesn't sound right. It's just crazy. I just can't. I just can't get over how quickly time is going by, how like fast life moves, how like you know again we're just in like such different phases and and things are just looking and feeling and being different than they've ever been and yeah it's just crazy i was in my teens and my 20s for like ever and then everything since then has just zipped by zipped yeah it's like crazy yeah can you believe you were 27 years old when you met me no 27 no yeah, it's nuts. It 27 nuts. and a whole other state away. <laughs> and not an adjacent state either. No. The other opposite end of the continent. Yeah, like like 2,000 miles away. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just I, it's just nuts. It's just so crazy. Life but is a funny thing. How's your week going? Great. It's going great. Life is good. I'm happy. Work is good. I've been hanging out with some friends. Things have been nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm eating watermelon well on the episode. So today. you know your life is good. Oh, my life is amazing. <laughs> I know Dwayne is going to be real mad at me because, you know, you're not supposed to eat watermelon in public, according to him. <laughs> Technically, this isn't public. And they wouldn't have known if you didn't tell them. I mean, I, I like to be transparent. <laughs> <laughs> Can you be transparent? Yeah. You have kind of a tint to you. A tent, huh? <laughs> That's interesting. A tent. All this work and it's just a tent. <laughs> well, that's depressing. Indeed. Um. Anyways, let's hop into our hashtag gay relationship goals for the week. Okay, only if you bring the watermelon with you. Mm, I'll think about it. As a reminder, every week, Tony and I will pick a wonderful queer couple and highlight them as our hashtag gay relationship goals. Our hope is to bring these relationships to the forefront and give a sense of positivity and perspective to the gay relationship narrative. 
If you and your partner are interested in becoming our hashtag gay relationship goals, or if there is a queer relationship that you admire and would like to bring to our attention, please reach out to us. Tag us on some of your adorable couples photos on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Our handle is at pod relationship. Tony and I will take a look at these photos and posts and could potentially highlight you and your partner on an episode of the podcast this week. Tony and I are going to highlight a couple that I really enjoyed because do you ever look at Instagram or look at other people? I think you do this sometimes because sometimes you'll grab my hand and, and I'll see it in your face. But do you ever look at, a, at couples and then um, just see us like in the future? And have that moment in that like recognition. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that crazy. definitely happens. And that's what happened when I stumbled upon this couple on Instagram a few months back. Um, and they are Joe and Chris Benson. And they are at Joe and Chris Benson on Instagram. Um, but I stumbled upon them. They've been married. They've been together for 15 years. They're happily married. I think they got married in either. I think it's about 2015, maybe 2016 they got married. Um, and I loved their profile. They are an interracial couple. Um, and they are one of the things that I'm most, um, I don't know, influenced by is uh, their faith mm. and how strong their belief in God is and how that kind of is like their whole thing. They are consistently saying be blessed on just about every single post, which mm. I think is wonderful. Yeah. Um, I don't have that strong uh, a uh conviction in mm. religion of that of, of that nature and I think that it's wonderful that a, a queer couple is able to do that right because I think all too often what happens is within the LGBTQIA plus community we kind of fall out of love with God just because a love of God is kind of makes us feel uncomfortable throughout our entire gay well, career people are trying to deny you access to Right. That being. Right. And it just kind of messes that up for us in general. Um, but I love the fact that they can be a 15 year long couple, happily married, gay, and in love with interracial and in love with one. They even have a child, from what I gathered. Mm. And they still have a strong faith in their religion and in their faith and in their belief. And, and they just super impressed me. Yeah, they, um, you know, the thing about their um, pictures that I really like is it's all those like simple moments, those special moments, like playing footsie before the movie starts, what you had for dinner, holding hands in the car. Like, it's just it's simple stuff, but it's like, you know, you you won't go get off your phone, but it's bedtime, you know, like just simple stuff like that. That is just it's so shared and human and relatable and um it's you know for people who have not had that kind of a relationship yet like a a long-term committed relationship what you're going to find when you get to have it is it's those moments you're going to be really surprised those are the moments that like you really cherish Mm -hmm. um you think that you're supposed to go out and you know go to the best restaurant or take the most expensive vacation or you know show off as a couple by winning some award or getting some recognition or whatever like you you have this concept of you know what it takes to be a successful happy couple and what you're going to learn is it's actually when no one else is around that's that is the really true matters. definition of your relationship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love their Instagram page because if anybody follows Miss Tina Knowles uh, or Tina Lawson on Instagram, um, you know that that is your auntie's Instagram page. Like none of her pictures are filtered correctly. All of the captions are misspelled. Like nothing is like really good. And I 
feel like I'm looking at our uncle's Instagram page. All of the pictures are various, like, we're at a restaurant. Quick snack before the niece and nephews come to see the Lion King with us. Like, you know, here's another picture where it's like, us time, me and him. <laughs> like, here's another picture of us making a toast where it's like, limoncello shots. Hashtag us time. I love me some hashtag him. Like, everything is just very, to your point, like, simple. Mm. And like, not... But cu- not misspelled. Not curated. Not misspelled. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. But not curated. Just very, like... We're Honest. having this amazing moment yeah. right now with just the two of us, and I want to document it. Yeah. And I'm so impressed with that. You and I are awful at taking pictures. We are. We are not very good. I take sometimes a good selfie. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's like one of those things like we don't, we always joke that like the whole like first three years of our relationship is completely undocumented. undocumented. Like, <laughs> like no one knows that we exist during that time. No, period. and it was sweet. One year for what was it? My birthday that you made me the the um, photo. I album? think it was an anniversary. An anniversary, yeah. and it's like fifty percent of the pictures are like pictures from the internet of like places we'd been because we didn't even take pictures of the places we had been. No, nothing. You, it's like you got like a, a picture stock, of a map. Yeah, you got like a stock picture of my car because we had never taken a picture of my car. No. No, that is literally what our lives are. And so I like that again, there's no must, there's no fuss to these pictures. It's just life. Mm. Like this is where like this is what we're doing at this moment and this is a picture that I want to take of it. And it's like really cool. They took a picture of apparently they have a, a son um that graduated from college. Um and there's a picture and it says like he made it. Thank you Lord. Hashtag graduation. And it's just simple and to the point mm-hmm. and just a thing. And I'm just so impressed by that and uh and I love them. And like I said, it's like it's like your uncles there's a picture of uh, I'm guessing this is Chris. I don't know which one is which, but there's one of them that are like like laying in a hammock, and literally his flip flops yeah. are on, yep. and it says like backyard vibes, great Saturday night, yep. hashtag gay marriage, yep. like the, the <laughs> yep, the most un like almost unnecessary, but completely I I don't know like unnecessary but very appreciated post, right? Because it's like oh look relaxation like. Hashtag gays, they're like us. Like mm-hmm. they just like their like simplicity as well. So I don't know. I, I thought it was. I think I it's it delightful. Wonderful. I love them. I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of them, and I think everybody else will be a huge fan of them as well. Um, so please follow them on Instagram. They are at Joe and Chris Benson B E N S O N, and that is on Instagram. Um, I think you guys are going to love them. We love them. You guys are giving us something to look forward to. Uh, 15 years ain't too far away. Not, Not really. at this point. No. Um, oh my God, is that a gray hair in your head? <laughs> is there a whole bunch of them on your beard? Oh, you tried me. Uh, Don't come for me. <laughs> I didn't send for you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take a break because I'm going to go punch Tony in his face. I'm going to pluck Marco's beard hairs. <laughs> <laughs> when we get back, we're going to try to solve the world's problems. Critelli style. Hello, listeners. As you may have heard, Tony and I have a weekly after show on IGTV called Relationship. <laughs> Get it? Relationship? Relationship? <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Keep going. 
Okay. Every week, Marco and I will talk about the podcast topic, the things we learned, and the way to use it in our relationship day-to-day. Yep. Our goal is to put a face to the topics and our message, as well as give you some extra relationship content and guidance. So make sure you're following us on Instagram. We are at podrelationship. And tune in every Wednesday. After you've listened to the episode. (laughs) Yes, on IGTV for our weekly after show, Relationship. Comment, like it, tell your friends. All support is greatly appreciated. We look forward to having you see us there. (laughs) Bye. Woo, Chile, do we have a topic today? It is a hell of a thing. It is going to be a thing. I'm going to have to adjust myself in my seat really quickly because this, I'm going to have to bring it in for the real thing. Everyone brace yourselves. There's going to be a lot of discomfort. It is going to be so much discomfort. So <laughs> let me ask you really quickly. Um, do you think that it is acceptable for two people who are in a relationship with one another to criticize one another on any on anything at any given time? It depends on what the goal is. Bitching just to bitch is not something that I believe you should do. You don't think venting is healthy? People need to vent. I was just going to say people need to vent, but a time limit needs to put out on the venting. And this is what I do with my friends. I tell them, you have five minutes. You And you can eat up all five of those minutes and I will just listen. But at the end of those five minutes, we're talking about something else. Hmm. Because you wanting to bitch and criticize is not constructive it's destructive now if you want to problem solve to change the things that are causing the distress that's making you want to criticize i'm all for that i like building i don't like tearing down so do i think it's right to criticize no and i think when we talk about these articles i think that the definition of criticism that i'm using is the one that they use and that's why i say no Okay. You think it's okay? I think that it is normal. And I think that it can be done in a healthy way. I think that... And this is where you and I just fundamentally differ. I think that people are too sensitive and are not really good. It's so weird to me that if your boss criticizes your work, that we accept it. Right. We think that it's like 100 percent normal and we try to do better and be better because we don't want our boss to say the exact same things to us next time or we want to try to keep our job. But when your partner criticizes you, it's not okay, and they hurt your feelings. And that's like a really, really huge problem. And, and, And I just find that to be really weird. And I think if you look at your relationship like a job like you're trying to not that you're trying to like neither partner is the boss right but if you you look at your relationship in that form then you could do a lot better because hopefully your partner is not berating you and telling you mean things and just saying awful things and criticizing you in a very unproductive way hopefully that that, that's not what you have going on But you also need to know and understand that, like, for example, where you're saying, like, explosive um, criticism and things like that, I have to sit back and look at that and think to myself that if it's explosive, 
there's more to it. It's not just you not putting the dishes away. There's more that's beyond that that has to be a part of it that you have to really dig deep and find out what is going on with the person who may be criticizing because they may have held their tongue for four weeks worth of dishes not being put That's away. That's usually what it is, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? And they just couldn't handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that that makes it more right. It just, you have to know and understand that there comes, a, everyone has a breaking point. It and, adds a layer to it. Right, and, yeah. and, it's, and it's normal, and I think it's healthy. I think it's healthy for people to emote. I think that we all need to know and understand that, like, we're not all robots, and we're not all going to be middle of the road all the time there are fluctuations in our emotions there's going to be happiness there's going to be sadness there's going to be anger there's going to be frustration there's going to be um sympathy there's going to be all kinds of things that we're going to feel on a consistent basis and so criticism falls within one of those elements where i think it's like it's a mixture of like confusion and frustration confusion and anger where it's like I don't understand what's going on and why are you doing it that way or why like why is this happening and we just need I don't mind being criticized I'm sure you would probably see differently I don't mind being criticized if it's in a healthy way I don't like being berated I don't enjoy um I don't enjoy being demeaned I don't like being made fun of I don't like being laughed at you do that sometimes where like you'll laugh like oh I, like it really drives me crazy where you're like oh babe like and you're like laughing during the same time and I'm like I'm not a child like <laughs> like just talk to me about the situation well you're I think you're kind of coming back to your original point which I, I wanted to comment on which is when your boss criticizes you they play by a very different set of rules and I think if your boss used the same language as your partner, you wouldn't like it when your boss did it either. And you would have the exact same reaction. But I think because there is the rules of HR at play, I think your boss is very clear in how long it takes them before they approach a topic and the facts that they present to support their argument. What I would say is that maybe maybe turn it on its head just a little bit and maybe what you should be doing is looking at your relationship instead of a boss giving you criticism, like you said, not one person's the boss, but maybe it's your customer is giving you criticism about the product that you're delivering. And in that way, would you behave differently because you want to please your partner, you want to please your customer, not to say that you don't want to please your boss, but there's no power in that. There, there's a different power structure in the vendor customer relation than there is in the boss employee relationship so i would say maybe looking at it like that i receive that and and i'm not going to disagree with you on that and i would have to actually sit back and, and take a look at that but my initial reaction for that is that your customer doesn't typically know and or understand anything behind the scenes so them criticizing anything is uh not necessarily legitimate because like there's the quote-unquote customers always right thing which comes from like a, a feeling of entitlement to a situation and sometimes like the behind the scenes aspect of everything doesn't lend to catering to a customer the way that they think they need to be catered to because that's just what they want so 
again, I receive what you're saying and I'm and I'm willing to take a look at that, but I would have to again, that's just my initial reaction. So again, I don't know. I don't know the rights or wrongs. I don't mind criticism. I don't mind feedback. I don't mind being told what to do. I've been yelled at by bosses. Um, we've had heated discussions and things like that. And I don't mind you telling me what to do. I receive things. I think about things. I come back. And if it's something that I, uh, not necessarily agree with, because it's not whether or not I agree with it or not, but if it's something that I've, that I can receive and, and see needs some help or some understanding or some further digging, then I'm like 100% okay with the idea of, uh, adjusting i just think that what is in what ends up happening often in relationships is uh since a sensitivity we we're in a very like people are very 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 sensitive and so what can come off like what can be said a criticism that can be said in a very small way can get blown up by others by the other partner because their um mental stability can't receive that in a constructive way it automatically pierces them and you end up dealing with feelings and not facts and that's where things end up come and that and that's where i think most criticism goes downhill is is because you end up dealing with people from a feeling situation which feelings are really really hard to manage whereas a criticism could be somewhat based in a fact i'm not like not fully based in a fact but it could be a fact for a person for like it could be a fact that i know that like you may not necessarily know and understand and if i criticize something that you've got going on then it could be different than you can criticize a person's body right so do you think a partner should be able to go to their partner and say things like you know you're gaining a little weight do you think that that should be a criticism that should happen in a relationship? Again, I think that it depends on if you what's constructive. So you're gaining weight. That's not constructive. I want us to eat healthier and be healthier so that we can both lose some weight and feel and look better. That's a very different conversation. But what happens if I don't need to lose weight and I'm not gaining weight and me being in shape is not in question? It's literally a you situation. And I'm noticing that you're gaining weight and I'm just bringing up a point. I'm not saying you're gaining weight. I'm not saying you're fat. I'm saying you're gaining a little weight. Like I want you to know and acknowledge that like I've noticed what's going on where are we at? What can I do to help? Like, those are things right, but that, that, that language is not included in the you're gaining weight. And I think, again, that's the whole, that's my whole point is the first one is a criticism. The second one is actually like constructive, supportive, you know, so why would you say the first thing when what you mean is the second things? Well, but can I tell you something? I'm gaining weight. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. If you told me like, if you literally came in and you were like, babe, you're gaining weight. I would probably, I wouldn't be offended by that. You wouldn't be offended. But I, I would just point out that the way you were taught to communicate in your family is more unique than it is universal. 
And I would also say that the way you receive that form of communication doesn't mean you don't also receive it the other way just as well, if not better. Like, I don't think it's mutually exclusive. I Well, and, and uh, the, the inverse can be said, too, because I don't know that I need fl- I don't need flowery text to get a point across. I do come from a very straightforward situation and 98% of the time, it's not in a confrontational manner. It's like if, if I come to you and I say, you're gaining weight, I'm trying to open up the door for you to communicate with me and say like, yeah, I've noticed it too. I think it's because X, Y, and Z. And then we can have a conversation about what that means, what I can do to help, what you want to accomplish, where we can go next. But I don't need to like, sprinkle sugar on my dialogue or, or, or what I'm saying to you to get you to feel good about the situation. Like I can like just make a statement and then open up the the opportunity for us to communicate with one another. And I would and, just say that there are the one way you said it and then the sugary way you're talking about it are two opposites of two extreme opposites. But that doesn't mean that there aren't a thousand other ways in between them. Sure. And 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 I acknowledge that. But, you know, this gets into a whole other conversation. And that is, you know, catering your... You got with your partner knowing who they were and knowing how they are and how they communicate and things. And if you take things that they say in a way that you know is not true to who they are as a person, that's a you thing. That's not a them thing. Like, you know that a statement that I would make, let's just say the you're gaining weight situation has is not like, you know, me, you know how I communicate. So, you know that I'm not saying it in a hurtful manner. So, if you get hurt behind that situation, that is more a reflection of your fragility in that moment, which is 100% legitimate. But it, 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 in my opinion, it's more of a reflection of your fragility and less of a reflection of my being critical than anything. And, and sometimes, it, because again, like I said, you could come to me and be like, you're gaining weight. And I'd be like, yeah, I know. I think I need to lay off of X, Y, and Z for a little bit and be like, cool. So like when I go to the grocery store, you don't want me to pick up, you know, blah, 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 blah. And be like, yeah, could, like that would be super cool. And it would be done and over with. Like it, like it wouldn't even be a thing for me. But if I came to you and I said, you're gaining weight, that would probably spiral you into feeling bad about yourself, having some like issues and that it could potentially turn into an argument behind that. And I think that what ends up happening in those circumstances is that we just have to acknowledge that there's there's a, a, um, there's a giver of criticism and then there's a receiver and both people are responsible for how they criticize and the receiver is also responsible for how they receive as well. And you have to know and understand that too, that just because you're the receiver of the critique doesn't mean that you're free of any responsibility to your reaction behind it well and we'll get into that more with the second article because it talks about that for sure yeah because it doesn't mean like you're any less responsible for it you could just not be overly sensitive of the situation and that would help it out 
tremendously. And that's okay. And at the same time, if the critiquer, the person who's criticizing, is being harsh, you have to actually be able to recognize that. Are they just talking because that's the way they talk? And that's just what it is? Or are they literally being malicious in what they're saying? And if they're being malicious, then let's have a conversation about why are you being rude? But if you're just saying something because that's just how you are as a person, we just need to know and acknowledge that as what it is, because this is no different than what it was for the past 10 years that you and I have been together. Like, this is always the way that you talk. So, like, why I'm being sensitive about it right now has more to do with me than it does with you. Does that make sense? I know that's how you think. (laughs) I just... And like I said, and that is coming from a sensitive person. <laughs> because again, again, and you and I say this all the time. Like I would just say that the same, the same onus that you put on the receiver, you should put on the giver. I said that. Because that is literally giver, what I said. Well, no, because the giver can also know their audience. And it's, there's a difference between sugarcoating things and being like conscious of who you're talking to. And how things will be received. And again, like I said, there's there's a thousand things in between harsh and sugar-coated that a person could choose to do. Sure. And if a person continuously delivers messages in a way that creates a reaction, right? Then just like you said, both people have choices they could, they could make, right? The giver could stop giving it that way and the receiver could stop receiving it that way. But I would just say that... There's a hundred percent responsibility on both ends. So that again, and I guess my only counterpoint in that circumstance is if you know that your partner through the seven years that you were dating them delivered messages in this way, and then you chose to marry them, why would you expect that they would change that in any way, shape or form? Like, why is it the receive the giver of the criti- the critique? Why is it their responsibility to change it because of a sensitivity that you have not uh, thickened your skin for? And I would just fire right back the exact same thing. Why is it the responsibility of the receiver who also agreed to be married that they should be expected to change. If the receiver doesn't have to change, I mean, the giver doesn't have to change, why does the receiver? Well, because again... And this, I think, is the actual problem for you and I. My mind was blown once again reading these articles because you and I have talked about like how some things are hard, how there was a period where things were difficult. I think this is exactly what the issue is for you and I, is mm-hmm. this dynamic that is created, that is discussed in these articles and that we're talking about right now. Yeah, well, I, I, and I don't disagree on that at all. I think that... A- Again, I think that there are too many variables on the receiver. There are more variables on the receiver than there are on the giver. The receiver can acknowledge and quickly identify whether or not the the giver is being malicious or whether what they're saying is true. Whereas the receiver or the giver, I'm sorry, is just making a statement right but the, again i would just say the giver could also in that moment have plenty of power and recognize their audience 
Right. No, you no, don't no, no, have no. to talk the same. I'm not as saying a that giver, that's You don't inaccurate. have to talk the same to every person. You don't have to talk the same way to every person. And you never would, if, to go back to your job analogy, you no, you would not talk to all your employees exactly the same I way would, and yes, your I vendors would. and your boss. I do all the time. Okay. Yeah, I do all the time. Okay. I completely do all the time because especially when it comes to with your employees because there is a certain standard for the way that things need to be done. And but when so an employee w- performs well and an employee doesn't perform well, you talk to them the same way? I'm going to congratulate the person that is doing... Like, if you're doing something well, I'm going to congratulate you. If you're not doing something well... And it could be a day-to-day situation. You could do something amazing on a Tuesday and do something super shitty on a Wednesday, and I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to congratulate you on Tuesday and say, good job, keep it up. And then on Wednesday, I'm going to say dude what's going on with you yesterday you did a really good job and i don't understand why you're like like how did the mighty fall so fast like that is like not something that's really good and i would have that conversation with employee a all the way through employee z and i would do it in the exact same way because one of the best things an employer can do is create uh, a sense of um something like a standard that is like normal all the way throughout everybody like there's an expectation all the way throughout so you don't have to worry about somebody potentially you know picking favorites or showing you know something or now i think that my boss like automatically hates me if you create it like all the way across then you just know exactly what to expect so you my partner if you do something that like really makes me happy i'm gonna let you know that something makes me really really happy but if you do something that pisses me off i'm gonna point out that you did something that pisses me off and those things should not cancel one another out they should just be facts in the moment and i think that that is just what's really important because for me i can say what i need to say in that moment and then be done with it don't need to talk about it and like i'm i'm just making this fact right here right now and that's just it is what it is but maybe that's just me. And I don't know. Well, I think that is a good segue into uh, the article. Um, the first one is uh, on Psychology Today. And it is one thing that will ruin a perfectly good relationship. And if you haven't guessed what that one thing is, it's criticism. <laughs> um, the um, They talk about when criticism is destructive, um, when it is about personality or character rather than behavior when it's filled with blame, when it's not focused on improvement, when it's based on only one right way to do things, or when it's belittling. Um, and they make it, this, this, uh, this is by a psychologist um, on Psychology Today, shocker. Um, but when they, um, when they defined this, um, the reason that they said criticism fails is because it calls for submission, and we hate to submit, hmm. and it devalues, and we hate to feel devalued. Now, this first article goes into a really interesting discussion about why a person is critical. Um, And I think for me, um, the sort of it's always the simple stuff that gets me. Um, I feel like this simple moment um, that they said is if you want to tell if you're really critical, here's um, a way to sort of analyze it yourself. If you make a mistake, like drop something. Um, and you say, oh, you idiot, you jerk, you curse, or you sigh, you're critical. And if you're doing that to you, you probably do it to other people. And it wasn't until he said the sigh that I was like, ah, crap. 
Yeah, I don't know. I like. I would have to actually think about. It. I don't. I mean, I might say things like, like an idiot. I blah 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 blah. Like I, I would say that, but it's not necessary. I don't. I think. I don't know. I don't know that I actually criticize myself so much as. But like, imagine, like, imagine right now, like, if you were like about to pick up, say, that glass and take it to the kitchen, and you dropped it, would you go? Oh. I don't know. Okay. Well, I knew. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I knew what I would do. <laughs> I'm not saying that's a bad question. I'm not saying that it's not true. I just don't. I honestly don't yeah, know. No, that's a fair answer. No, yeah, I'm I, just saying that for me, the experience was I immediately knew and I was like, ah, crap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've heard you say it out loud. Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know if I would do that to myself. I don't like I don't I don't think that I actually do that. I know. I know that I do. Um, it took me a long time in therapy to figure out why I do it, but I know I do it. Um and uh, it's reading this article. I was like, oh, oh, OK, I got some stuff to look at. <laughs> Why do you think you do that then? The criticism stuff? Yeah. Oh, I'm not getting into the, the my whole history of like what motivates me to No, that that I'll share privately with you. No problem. Oh. Uh, and the summary of which. I'm oh, happy... sorry. You guys are not privy to information. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't pay you seventy five dollars an hour to learn this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but no, 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 it's, it's just, and it's just much more complex and it's actually, it would be very boring to people to, to hear all of that. Um, but what I will say is that there's a, a combination of things that led me to become critical in general. Judgmental is the word you used before. Uh, I believe in another, um, segment, episode. another mm-hmm. episode, mm-hmm. um, judgmental. I, this article would say that it's critical. Um, and so it's just, it was very interesting to me. Um, and what it says, uh, and I definitely recommend if you're one of those people who like had that moment where you heard if you sigh or say you idiot and you're like, oh crap, like that's me. I definitely recommend you read this entire article. There's only been a couple of times where I've said like, like you should really read this whole article. You should really read this whole article. It's so funny. Even like that reaction to it that like, oh crap, that's me kind of thing. Like, like that wasn't my reaction to it. Uh, My reaction was more like, I mean maybe I've done that. I just couldn't think about it. Mm. Like I just have, like, I just don't know. Well, I would recommend looking at it. Um, It ends with uh, a really good list of how to give feedback from your core value instead of from a critical space, right? So focus on how to improve, focus on the behavior you'd like to see, not the personality, encourage change instead of undermining confidence, sincerely offer help, Respect autonomy and resist the urge to punish or withdraw affection if you don't get what you want. Mm, and I think that's a whole word right there. And I love that he ended the article with this really sharp, divisive, uh, decisive, I'm sorry, um, statement, which is, if you're a critical person, you must get a handle on your impulse to criticize before it ruins your relationship. Mm. That is how he chose to end this article. And I was like, and again, this is not your reaction, it's mine, but I was like, fuck, he's right. <laughs> I mean, I could see it happening. I'm again. I'm not. I'm not uh, ignoring it. I'm not disagreeing with anything of it. I just. It's very interesting. I think that's very interesting. It just rang so true for me. Good. I, was like, I, I mean, don't want this to be real, but 
I'd be lying if I said this was not real. There's nothing like a good gut punch, right? It was a good gut punch. There's um, another article in Psychology Today, and this one is written by Caitlin Cantor. And she, uh, the article is how couples can use criticism constructively. And I really liked this article. Mm-hmm. I thought this one was brilliant. Um, the bio, the like little tagline says criticism can further, uh, can further closeness when couples learn to relate to it differently. Um, so essentially she just kind of goes into like acknowledging, um, different parts of criticism and why people do it and what it is and and what happens from it. But what I really, really loved um, that she says um, is that uh, it's the following will help you learn how to use criticism as a tool to promote teamwork, connection and closeness in your relationship. And the first point that she says is learn to chew. When you feel criticized, you may react defensively. Perhaps you deny the criticism, argue against it, or begin pointing out what you perceive to be your partner's flaws instead. This is an example of spitting out the criticism instead of chewing on it, or in other words, actively considering it reactively spitting out what your partner says can leave them feeling invalidated they will likely try to prove themselves right as you continue to try to prove them wrong so i'm going to pause you right there that sentence those two sentences i think is our issue right yeah. there those two sentences i this is i don't know if you remember the other day i literally said to you that our problem is is that we are consistently trying to be king of the mountain yes we are literally trying to have the upper hand against one another. Yeah. I think it's constantly a battle of the the wits, mm-hmm. who's smarter, who's more right, mm-hmm. who's stronger, who's more valid. Like all of that is consistently what happens. Yeah. But it's this specifically, and, and we're going to get into the rest of the article while, as soon as Marco and I are done having our aha moment. Um, but they go into like how you can work on this. But like I, I think it's just it, it's worth repeating. Reactively spitting out what your partner says can leave them feeling invalidated. I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. I say it all the time. Like You just immediately tell me why what I feel is wrong. And then you turn around and try to prove yourself right. And talk about all the other things I've done. And I and I just, I this, again, this was another thing that just kind of blew me away. And I'm so glad, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but, and I'll let you continue. But I'm so glad that she then goes into, like, so here's how you can change that pattern. Yeah, no, I loved that. And again, I think we're both very, very guilty Agreed. of it. Literally, you did it to me this morning. And I don't even know if you noticed that you did it Maybe this morning. Maybe if you tell me. No, you did it this morning where I was like, you're sitting at the table playing your games and I like like we have stuff to do like and it's so frustrating that I have to talk to you and tell you to get off your game and do this and your immediate response was well it's frustrating that you didn't sit down at the table and eat breakfast with me I totally did and that was like your that was like your like immediate and I was like and I didn't even com- I don't even know if you know no, I didn't even you didn't comment engage. On it. I you didn't, didn't I was like I'm not even gonna yeah. go into that because at the end of the day like you're missing the whole point like but, and yeah and we and we both keep doing this mm-hmm. we both keep doing it mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy yeah so she continues by saying or when you feel criticized perhaps your automatic reaction is to become immediately apologetic this is an example of swallowing the criticism whole or taking it in without chewing on it your partner may feel validated but over time this can lead to resentments for both partners and other relational challenges so me swallowing that criticism that you gave me you didn't come and sit down with me is one of those things 
And I've said this to you before, you would be surprised at how responsible you are for not getting what you want. Because those little dings amount to one big fracture, right? Mm -hmm. It amounts to one large fracture because I, you did that and that could potentially throw me completely off of you for who knows how long. Mm. Because that statement, that lack of insight, that inability to pay attention or even hear what I'm saying is huge. And it amounts to things because for me, it's now I feel like on a consistent basis, all I have to do is babysit you. I have to nag you. I have to become this nag of a person because you just won't listen to me. And then your response is that 13-year-old response. Well, I hate you, mom. And it's like, okay, well, whatever. You didn't hear anything that I just said to you. And it's like, whatever. And you you just don't realize how responsible you are for us. So um, we, I'm not going to get into the meat and potatoes of this here because we're going to save it for the relationship episode. Um, mm. So you guys make sure you tune into that. But it essentially goes into more about um, chewing and swallowing of criticism and how your response to the criticism is just as important as the person who's criticizing. And sometimes, and maybe I overread this or am inserting my own feelings about it, but sometimes you're a little bit more responsible because how you react to it could ignite a fight because of your inability to just swallow or spit or chew. I'm sorry, your your ability to just chew on it. Instead you That's instead you spit here. it out. Yeah, you're you, instead you just spit it out. And that is where the real problem comes in. So, um yeah, ch- tune into relationship because we're going to talk about this a little bit more. Um but I really enjoyed this article a lot because my my takeaway from this is going to be the opportunity to chew on a lot more like chew and then figure out what I want to digest from it all (laughs) like what am I what am I swallowing and what am I spitting back out when she you normally do that privately and -hmm. what she's talking about is like there is a process um where like you take ownership of your own projections where you do accept certain things that your partner said were or weren't true then you talk about like the parts that weren't and then you reverse roles so you just told me the things you were willing to accept thank you for telling me those things here's the parts you weren't willing to accept here's the parts of what you said that I'm willing to accept but here's the part I still have to hang on to and so you all just keep going back and forth with like till those pieces are gone but you do so respectfully and it's it's interesting because you do do that but you do it by yourself i do it by myself yeah. and she's talking about doing it together um which i think is really and again this is why this blew me away is because i think it's critical for us because i always tell you that i don't feel like you validate me if you were to do that pro con chew swallow yes no sort of thing if you were to do that with me I would see the times that you're saying yes to parts of what I'm saying. But when you come back to me, you do it like it's such a small amount of the conversation that is the parts you've already decided you were going to do something with. And then it's a much longer thing about all the parts you're still not okay with. And like doing it in real time, like I think would just make those parts more equal. Mm. And I think it would 
present a completely different message. Mm. I just it's exciting. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, this is a there I are, hope that we practice there it. There is yeah. I there are a few topics that we have talked about, especially this season, mm-hmm. that I think have been like super like gut punchy, like no, definitely bringing this to you know uh, the relationship and I think this is one of those topics Agreed. I think it's just super important so anyways we're going to take a short break so sorry about the music in the background apparently it's party like time a summer concert series yeah it's party time around these here parts so if you missed it you missed it um, but uh, I don't know I think it adds a little bit of spice to the episode what do you think I don't know I'd have to really pay attention to the music there you go <laughs> we're going to take a short break but we'll be right back y'all Hello, Hello, listeners. listeners. We are here to present a fun opportunity to you. Do you know of a queer couple that you want us to feature on the show? If so, send an email to relationshipquestions at gmail.com or tag us on social media at podrelationship. Tony and I may feature this couple on one of our episodes. We want to thank you for joining us each week and for helping to make this podcast the success that it is. We are going to get back to the show, but we look forward to connecting with each and every one of you. And we look forward to highlighting more of these queer relationships that you love. Enjoy the rest of the show. Bye. Well, wasn't that a lovely segment? Which one? The one we just did. Oh, a conversation? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You made it sound like there was like... (laughs) This whole other thing that took place that I just wasn't 100% uh, here for. There was this whole other thing. You were definitely there. It's what happened before the commercial. Yeah. Good point. (laughs) And we're not off to a good start to couples trivia. (laughs) So this week, Marco and I are going to um, quiz each other uh, with some couples trivia questions. Some frivolous, some fun, maybe a couple that are deep. Hmm. Are you ready? Uh, I guess. Well, let me drink some wine and then I'll let you know. Hold on one second. Give me two seconds. Okay, she ready. Oh, well, that was quick. Mm-hmm. I said two seconds. You understand that's not based in science at all, right? You do know that. <laughs> you do know what two seconds is, right? <laughs> Okie dokie. Here we go. Um, this is a good one to start with. What do I like about you the most? Uh, this is a weird question. Are we talking about like physically? Here, okay. I, I think I know this answer. I think you like that I give you shit. Like I think that you like that. Like I'm strong personality and that like I I'm like I can go toe to toe with you. I do enjoy that okay. for sure. It's not what I like about you the most. Mm, I don't know. Then what do you like about me the most? I like it when you smile and laugh. Oh. Yeah, you yeah, have a great smile. Oh, do I? You do. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. I, didn't I told know that. you that right from the beginning. Okay. It's the thing I like about you the most. Nice. What do... So what do you in, like about... What do I like about you the most? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Marco. I think the wi- Maybe you need more wine. <laughs> I think the wine is affecting me. <laughs> what do I like the most about you? Uh, you like my brain. Yes, I think you're a very intelligent person. And, and it is definitely something that I've been... Uh, very um, taken with over the past decade. Mm-hmm. How's my relationship with your family? Um, you love my 
brother and my sister. I do. You, I know you adore my sister, mm-hmm. uh, especially since you've never had a sister before, right? And and you think that Stevie is like the model sister. <laughs> She's pretty awesome. <laughs> the standard for what all sisters should be in life. They should. Um, and I know you love Troy. You and Troy have a good relationship. You guys are close. Um, you enjoy my mom and dad. You mm-hmm. really you like them. I you do. don't talk to them as often as I wish you would, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of interesting. But um, I know you enjoy them. I think you like yeah, them. your mom and dad fall under the same category. I have to. I have to make it universal for everyone. If you don't call me, I'm not going to be the one to call you 100% of the time. But that's not true. My mom and dad do, like, my mom does call you or she was texting you. and so, But, like, you, I, I don't know that you put forth that much effort. Mm, I, I call her and I text her the last time that you were out of town that she didn't call me. I called her and I was like, hey, I didn't get my call. She's like, oh, you must be freaking out. I was like, I am. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Um, yeah, I do. I feel that way. I love your family and I love Jade. And I love your uncles, and I love your aunt Pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I love your family. I think they're yeah. great. Fun. Mm-hmm. How do I feel about your family? You uh, go crazy sometimes, <laughs> but we all do because my family is just nuts. But it's a wonderful kind of nuts, and you love them. You love them all. You enjoy them. You enjoy being around them. You enjoy talking to them. You love my brother. You love my dad. You love my aunt, my uncle. You love my cousins. Most of them. <laughs> I really do enjoy your brother a lot. I think yeah. he's fun. He's um, wonderful. Yeah, he's fun. He, I, I really do enjoy him. Yeah. Your dad, I like. It's funny because our relationship has changed over the years. It used to be like fun and party. He's gotten a little, he's gotten a little different over the years. So it hasn't been as like footloose and fancy free as it once was. But he's he's good. I think that just comes with getting older. I love your Aunt Mary and your Uncle Chuck. Yes, you do. They're my faves. Yes, they are. Um, And then you have great cousins as well. I do. And I have wonderful half-brothers, but you've only barely scratched the surface of them. Uh, Yeah, allegedly. (laughs) I don't know. Allegedly scratched the surface or allegedly they're great? (laughs) Yes. Um, No, I think it's it's interesting because... (laughs) I mean, it's not that you've had, like, bad stuff to say about them, but you've told me some pretty interesting stories about them. Sure. That led me to believe that they're characters. And so it hasn't been, yeah. And then I just haven't had the opportunity to, like, really meet them. So It's true. It is what it is. We're all characters, though. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I do that makes you mad? Everything. <laughs> That's not true. Um... There are two things that you do that makes me that make me really mad. Mm-hmm. One thing is your excessive game playing. Mm-hmm. It's it's the one thing that like drives me absolutely crazy. It's it's like I I don't mind that you play g- games. Like I one hundred percent encourage them. I think it's like fun. But uh, like y- you're pretty excessive in general. Like you kind of go like full tilt with everything. And this is no. Uh, exception like when you play your video games like it's like the only thing that you do and it kind of like it it drives me like absolutely nuts like you know we have a whole bunch of stuff to do and we have to get all this stuff done but i'm gonna sit on the couch and play my video game while like everything's and like it just drives me crazy i'm like well if we have a bunch of stuff to do like help out (laughs) like you know grab this thing do this thing like make this happen or you know work on these things but like so that drives me crazy the second thing that you do that drives me crazy is um 
you uh you have this really bad habit of of saying stuff because it sounds good but like not necessarily always like following through or like doing a really good job of like even having all the tools to be able to like make it a truth and it like drives me like super crazy when you sit when you do that because I'm like you don't have to do that to impress people like you don't have to like say things to like make people believe those things like you can just be you and everybody will be fine with it but I think like sometimes you say things in an effort to like make it sound like you're good or like you're there or like part of this and like doing these things and and sometimes I'm like thinking about it I'm like but you don't actually do that <laughs> and those and that like drives me absolutely nuts hmm. so that's it what do I do that drive you crazy um drives me crazy when you're a hypocrite but that drives me crazy when anyone does that so like you get on me because of the way I leave the dishes in the sink but then you leave your dishes in the sink Hmm. Um, and that drives me crazy not that you're leaving the dishes in the sink but that you get so mad and pointed out when I do it but then you do it that gets to me Um, I think that's it I was going to say we'll have to get into that's another episode but okay (laughs) I think that's it um, which of your shirts do I dislike? <laughs> I've got two shirts that you dislike, but the common theme that they have is the fact that they're see-through. Uh-huh. You don't like any of my see-through shirts. No, I do And I'm not. like a sucker for a th- see-through shirt. Like, I absolutely love see-through. You're too old for a see-through shirt. I am not too old for a see-through shirt. I take utter offense to that. I look damn good in see-through, and you better recognize. Um, yeah, no, you... Yeah. What of your shirts do I hate? Dislike. Dislike? We don't use the word hate. Um, you don't really have anything in particular that I dislike. You, you have this one green tank top that absolutely drives me nuts. It doesn't fit you. And for whatever reason, you like to wear it. And not like as like an undershirt like and, and not ironically like <laughs> like you you wear it like as like a, a shirt and i'm like that like it's not a like that's not a thing like interesting it's, yeah it's yeah it's like you'll a, have to show me which one because i have three green tank tops <laughs> no it's like a green wife beater almost yeah i have three you, no you don't yes i do i have one small green one i have one print green one and i have one green one that has textured stuff on i'm it. talking about like an actual like ribbed wife beater one like and it's green. so the textured one sure let's go with that okay um but yeah you wear like you'll pick that out as like a tank top and i'm like that that that's not a tank top that's like supposed to be worn under something that's interesting i've never heard you say that yeah um what habit of yours do i want you to change <laughs> You hate the way I leave shoes out in the uh-huh. room. Uh-huh. You're going to kill me. It is something that you can't you can't stand. <laughs> it's, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And it happens all the time. And I've said, anywhere but the middle of the floor. <laughs> but where do they go? 
middle of the freaking floor. <laughs> I was the first thing I do when I get home is like take off my shoes because like I just need to like not have shoes on and uh, it, it's like so dire. You know how like women will like walk through the door and like the first thing they do is take, take off, off their, their bra. bra. Mm-hmm. It's like the exact same. I mean, what I can imagine the exact same feeling is for a woman is like walking through the door and like being like, I just have to get my feet out of these shoes. That's fine, but there's plenty of women who walk through the door, take off their bra, and put it in the hamper or hang it or put it somewhere that makes sense. I, I If it was the first thing you did when you walked through the door, your shoes would be by the door, not in the middle of the goddamn floor. <laughs> well, I also get bombarded by the dog, so he doesn't allow me the opportunity to maneuver. That's so not I'm like, true. We I'm make like him petting, sit before I'm he like can do I'm like petting the dog no. and then taking my no. shoes off at the same time, no. and it just no. is a thing. No. So, yeah. Nope. What about you? What of your habits? Or what is what is the question? Which habit of yours do I want you to change? Yeah, which habit of yours do I want you to change? Right. What habit of yours do I want you to change? Well, the video games. Is that a habit? Yeah. That's why I do it so much is because it's a habit. Got it. I don't know. I what thought it was thinking? an addiction. Nope. What habit of yours yeah. do I think that I would I, that I want you to change? One of the habits that I wish that you would change is that you would cut your fingernails more often. <laughs> that is a habit. Well, that, I cut them today. That is a habit that I would like for you to change because mm. yeah, because that is yeah something that I just don't enjoy. My fingernails are pretty. Yeah, um, you don't need pretty hands. <laughs> I can't help it that they're pretty. You don't need pretty hands. <laughs> I need hands that look like they've done like an honest day's work. But they have not on a top, uh, not on a typewriter, <laughs> keyboard or keyboard. <laughs> what are you? It's probably 40s? a typewriter for you. Anyway, when did you first realize that you loved me? I re- I remember it like it was yesterday. Mm. Um, we were at Georgie's Alibi. We were at Katie. I can't remember her last name Skiba. right now. No, it wasn't Skiba. Nope. No. Oh, Katie Potts. Oh, Katie we were Potts. at her um, bachelorette. We were at her bachelorette party, and we were just having a good time sitting at the bar. And I just looked at you, and I told you that I loved you, and that you didn't have to say it back to me. But I real like it was just in that moment. I was like, you don't have to say it back to me. I just needed to let you know that I loved you. I don't know what it was about that moment. It was just like you showed up for me that night, which was really great. And mm-hmm. it just made me like overwhelmed. Like I told you, I was like, oh, like, you know, I have to go to a bachelorette party and it's going to be like eight like drunk girls in like a gay club. Like, you know, so this is going to be a thing. And I would love it if you came with me. But if you didn't want to, you didn't have to. And then I remember you like showed up at my door and you were like dressed mm-hmm. which was like not something that I was used to seeing like you had on like it was like a t-shirt and but you had on like a pair of jeans and like shoes and you like slicked your hair back and like you were like done up like you were done up mm-hmm. and I was like really impressed by that because like you came like prepared uh, and so I was like really into it then. And then like we went to the bachelorette party and you were having fun and you were buying shots for people and you were laughing and having a good time with everyone. And I just, I don't know, you just showed up for me that night and it just was really, really amazing. And I, I, I just kind of fell in love with you then. Mm. I do remember that. I remember you put your hand over my mouth so I wouldn't say it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I don't want you to do it. When did you know that you fell in love with me? When I told you. When I told you. It was like a couple weeks 
after that? Oh, two it was like weeks? Like a week? Like a week? Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought it was one or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was closer to two. But I remember we were laying on the couch. We were watching Will and Grace, mm-hmm. which I had never uh, seen before. Mm-hmm. Not really. I'd seen an episode here or there, but like we were actually like sitting and watching it. And you like fell asleep, and then you woke up, and then we were cuddling, and that's when like it just felt right to say. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Seems like such a long time ago. It was, it was. ten years ago. Yeah. A really long time ago. <laughs> um, oh, this one's not really fair. Am I more like my mother or my father? You don't really know because you never met my mom. No, I didn't get an opportunity to meet your mother. But from what I know about her, I think you're a lot more with your mom. But you have your you have ten, your your father's tendencies. Mm-hmm. So like, I think you have your mom's spirit. Like, mm-hmm. there's a very like hippie, like very like uh, empathic, like very like. I don't know, uh, in tune with, like, nature and, like, life and spirits that I, I uh, from what I've gathered, that is how your mother was. Mm-hmm. But you have a lot of your father's tendencies just in terms of, like, um, I don't know, some of, like, your emotional reactions. Not necessarily your emotional state, but, like, your reactions to things is, like, very mm-hmm. much like your father, which is really interesting to me. Well, and the OCD and the analytics and the even the way we laugh. Yes, the way you laugh for sure. Mm -hmm. And then even the way that you're like, I won't say like by the book, but like you're very like literal. Literal. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's part of the analytical brain. Yeah. Yeah. What about me? Um, You definitely are, you're split pretty evenly. Hmm. Um, And I don't know that you want to hear that. (laughs) I know. I know. I know for a fact that I'm my mother's child, but I know I'm definitely my father's child. You are both. You are both. And it's interesting because you you can be like 100% one or the other at any given time. Hmm. It's very interesting. Um, and I always find it so funny. You'll be on the phone with your siblings and you'll be saying something about what your mom did. And I'm like, but you just did that 10 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Of course, I never say that. <laughs> oh, I know. Trust me. One thing, one thing that I will say that I get from my father is that I'm very self-aware. Mm. So I... I'm saying it, and I'm like, I just did that ten minutes ago. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, but <laughs> I would never admit to it, right? Except just now. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. Uh, who is my oldest friend? Um, from what I've gathered, David is your oldest friend, right? Yes, I also would have accepted Tom, my brother. Well, that doesn't count. Yeah, but he is my oldest friend. Sure, but that doesn't count. I'm talking about, like, fr- like I mean, because, uh, you know, clearly Troy is my oldest friend, too, but, like, he's my brother. So, like, I'm talking well, about, like, friends. shout out to my brother, Tom, who's my friend. Yes, I love that. But, yeah, no, um, I would say uh, David. Yeah. Yes, okay. I have known him since just after Thanksgiving in seventh grade. Very nice. Yes. Who's my oldest friend? Gee, I wonder who. Gee, who could it be? <laughs> Gee, Viv? <laughs> Gloria. Yeah, Gloria. <laughs> Since you were 14? 14. Yeah. Met her the very first day of high school. Yep. And we have literally been friends ever since. You I've have. known her. As she likes to hear me say often, I've known her longer than I have it. Right. Yes. Which is kind of crazy. Yes. I was there when you said that to her for the first time, and it took her a minute. She was, like, she was like, oh, my wow. God. <laughs> she was really amazed by that. Yeah, because it takes you a minute to like really process what that actually means. And like, and the appropriate response is, whoa. Well, it was crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, what are three places that I have been to and would love to visit again? Um, you love the Dominican Republic. I do. You love and would love to visit there again. Good thing we're going again. 
Yes. Um. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. And I, I, yeah, that I'm, I'm completely. Conf- uh, I don't know. Hmm. So um, I would love to hike the Appalachian Trail again. Um, that is beautiful. Um, that's one. So that brings us to two. Uh, and then another one. Um, I mean, it's silly, but I really do love Florida. I was going to say Florida because I was going to say like Orlando and like the Universal Studios and all that fun stuff. Like Universal definitely is, is a part of it. But even just, just the beaches, I really do like Florida. I find it to be a very calming, relaxing place. Mm-hmm. To visit. It's a graveyard. To visit. To visit. <laughs> Your three? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be totally guessing and probably wrong here. Um, but um, you have fond memories of Lake Tahoe. But I don't know if you want to go back. Yeah, I don't need to. Yeah. Um, I know you don't want to go to the Bahamas again. <laughs> no, I do not want to go to the Bahamas. Because you've been so many times. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would, I would just make a blanket statement and say anywhere that your friends and family are, you would go again. But having, like, a particular place that you want to revisit, I don't know. You totally failed this one. I did. Yeah. Whatever, you got one, and it was the obvious one. Yeah. Don't act like your league's ahead. (laughs) Paris, hello. Oh, of course. Yeah, of Of course. course. I would love to go back to Paris. I can't even believe you would say that. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. The other place that I would love. I'm so averse to it. The other, I would love to go. I mean, I didn't get to go. I, I went to Switzerland, but Switzerland and Switzerland was nice. But remember when I got to stay in the mountains, yes. like right outside of Switzerland, yes. and had a really good time there. I would love to go back there. Yeah, I would go there with you. Gorgeous. Yeah, it was beautiful. The pictures so are breathtaking. Much fun. I just mm. had such a good time there, and I would look, the Dominican Republic. Mm. I would go. Back. I love there. I, I really do enjoy being there. Yeah, I love that. There we go. Mm-hmm. If my job forced me to take a vacation for three days, what do you think I would do? Play video games. <laughs> yes. That's it. Yeah. That's it exactly. What would I do? You would answer work emails. <laughs> no. And you would mostly sleep. No, I wouldn't. Yes, well, you would. I wouldn't actually. Yes, you would. I would like maybe to. maybe not all three days, but the first two. <laughs> no, what I would probably do is actually go visit like either my brother or my sister, if I could. Like if I was forced to go for three days, I would go visit one of them, and like hang out with them for a few days. I guess I'm just thinking like more of an unplanned sort of thing. Like all of a sudden, you had this PTO that if you didn't use, it was gonna go. Not a planned trip, but just all of a sudden out of nowhere. No, I would like look at tickets and whatever was the cheapest way to go do it. I would go do that. Like I would want to go like spend time with Jade or or something of that nature. But yeah, that's what I would do. Well, typically when you have two days off, what I said is what you do. I like to sleep because like who doesn't? Mm. Like it's nice to catch up on that. But like if it was like, oh, no, we're forcing you to go somewhere like go do this. Like I would totally do that. Gotcha. So um, next one. Where did we kiss for the first time in public? This I mean, I think we can both answer both this answer, one. And it's yeah. also the first time we kissed, period, because it was in public, technically. Yeah, I was in the parking lot of Georgie's Alibi mm-hmm. in Florida. Uh, you the asked night me we to met. walk. Yeah, the night we met, you asked me to walk you to your car, and then you grabbed me. I don't think I asked you. I think I said, I think you should walk me to my car. Yeah. <laughs> sounds about right. Um, and yeah, and then you kissed me right there in the parking lot. I showed it. That was one hell of a kiss, too. It worked. Mm-hmm. I'm here 10 years later. Mm, you buckled a little bit. 
Uh, I mean, don't get ahead of yourself. (laughs) You swooned. I felt it. (laughs) Um, Okay. What is my favorite part of your body? I think everyone knows this. Jesus. (laughs) You're a butt man. I'm your butt man. (laughs) You definitely enjoy my derriere. I do. I wasn't a butt man before you. Mm, Really? No, I really wasn't. Mm. Yeah, yours is just that powerful. (laughs) <laughs> Sways elections <laughs> My butt is Russia Oh <laughs> No What about you What's my favorite part of you You like my chest I don't know if it's your favorite part I know it's not my feet <laughs> God no <laughs> No that's wrong answer actually It's my eyes Your eyes Yes yeah, when I actually thought about it seriously. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your eyes. I, I'm a huge fan of your eyes. Mm-hmm. You get very pretty eyes. Thanks. What are three things that I like about you? Well, we could easily name more than three. I don't know. Oh. Well, lately, uh, I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Same, sis. Um, three things you like about me. I think you enjoy my intelligence. Mm-hmm. I think you enjoy my work ethic. Mm-hmm. And then I think you enjoy m- m- the way I look at life. That's true. Are those the three? Those are three. I mean, okay. it didn't say top three. It's just oh, okay. what are three. Okay. The ones I would pick for for me that I like about you, um, I like your sense of humor. Okay. Um, I definitely, I mean, in addition to what you said, but I, I also like, I really like your sense of humor. I like the fact that you don't mind being silly because that's very important to me. Um, I like being silly. Um, and, and I do really like how you challenge me. Um, that I, I like. I also mm. like the home that we made together. I know that's not a, no, it's not quite the same thing, but I really do like our home. Mm. Um, and I like your sense of style. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What about me? What are three things you like about me? What are three things that you like about me? That you like about me? No, that I like about you. <laughs> that you like? That's what I said. That you like about me? No. Yeah, I'm supposed to say what uh, you <laughs> like about me. <laughs> okay. That. That. There thing. you go. Yeah. 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 Answer that thing you're supposed to answer, Tony. Okay, Whatever. Marco. I will. Um, you. <laughs> You like my sense of humor. <laughs> but you love my dad jokes. Um, oh, God, no. You do. You do. Um, you, you like my intelligence. We've covered that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you like my heart. I think you like, even though you complain about my emotional state sometimes, I think you like that I'm an emotional person. Um, I like that you're a caring person. There you go. We'll yeah, I like that you're a very mm-hmm. caring person. And yeah, I do enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And mm, you like when um, we get to share experiences together and I am totally present and open to trying things with you. Not the three I would have chosen. Um, I would have chosen your intelligence, of course. I do like your heart. I do like Mm -hmm. that you like care about uh people like you care about things like really intensely and and it's just like really like from like your job 
and the way that you're, you know, uh, in your social work, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the third thing that I would have chosen that I like about you is that, like, you don't take life very seriously. Mm, no, I don't. I like your lightheartedness. Like, I think mm. that it's a like, great that you're very, like, this is all the first act, <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, we got way more play to do, but like, it's, it's no use in, in taking it too seriously. And I love that. It's true. And like, it's like I always say, it's going to kill you no matter what. So you may as well enjoy it. Sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. Where did we take our first picture together? The first picture I remember is at your dad's holiday party. Yes. Although if my dad had it his way, he would say that it's his Christmas party. His Christmas party. Okay, <laughs> sure. That's fine. Yeah, that's the first one I remember. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yep. Okay. I mean, it's the first one I remember. I don't know if it's accurate, but that's the first one I remember okay. too. It's kind of our favorite picture too. Yeah. It's our baby faces. Yeah. It is baby face. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, I know the answer to this. What's the best gift I ever gave you? He's laying on the floor right now. <laughs> he is. Yes. Back in September of 2010, Ten. you got me little. Oh, no, it was, uh, it was November, November 13th of 2010. Mm-hmm. You got a little bitty halo for me. And uh, and that was the best gift ever. Mm-hmm. I still love him so much. That's you my baby boy. Do. What about you? <laughs> What's the best gift I've ever gotten you? Right now, you're supposed to answer that. Oh, what's the best gift you're, you're so you've pretty. gotten me? You're I don't. So why pretty. does this? Why is this confusing me? I don't understand it's it. The wine? <laughs> no, I don't even think it's that. I'm not even like drunk. <laughs> what? I, I answer the question. You were supposed to answer the question. Oh, oh, okay. What's the best gift <laughs> that you've ever given me? What is the, Marco? What is the best gift Marco has ever given Tony? <laughs> Perhaps the pronouns are throwing you off. Um, I think that the best gift I ever gave you was, um, it would have to be probably the new wardrobe. When we first started dating, you, I got you like a whole new wardrobe and you cried. Our first Christmas together, you did get me a lot of clothes, but you also got me some chucks, which I had always wanted my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I had never gotten. And you got me an iPod. Mm-hmm. So it was just very generous, period. So yes, that was, yeah, that was the best gift. Great. That was the best one. There's a, there's a close second place, um, which is the photo album. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's not even done. I know. It's still, it's still a close second. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Come. Okay. Yep. That's very nice. We should probably revisit that. Probably. What is my idea of a romantic getaway? A romantic getaway? A cabin in the woods? Correct. Yeah. With what else? Hiking. Mm-hmm. And camping. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. What has to be in the house? Wine. <laughs> I need a big tub. Oh. In a cabin? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Or it doesn't even have to be a cabin. It can be an antique bed and breakfast kind of a deal. Okay. Yeah. I just big old house, nobody around, big old tub. What's my idea of a romantic getaway? <laughs> Significantly different from that. Like you like going somewhere. It's more about like the journey, the adventure, the destination, like the south of France. Like you would find that to be romantic that is not my idea of a romantic getaway no no what is your idea of a romantic my romantic my idea of like a, I, my see and this is a common misconception this is first of all 
I don't need romance and frou-frou-ness. Like, that is not fun to me. Right. So, for me, it's like, hey, I booked us a hotel in the city. We're going to go get massages. We're going to have a nice dinner. We're going to stay the night in a hotel. Like, it's just going to be, like, you and me, like, just totally us like simple night so exactly what we did for our anniversary correct like i don't need <laughs> i don't need i don't need frou-frou-ness mm-hmm. like i just need like simple like massages relaxation us together enjoying one another like super simplicity then i guess it's good that that's what we did well we're going to do right yeah yeah, yeah. well that's what we chose to do yeah, yeah. So, if we had to pick a couple to go on a double date with, who would I choose? Who would you choose? Hmm. There's a few people that you really like. Mm-hmm. I think you really like Kristen and Doug. I do. I think Kristen and Doug. If I had to only pick one... Steve and Erica. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. <laughs> that old married couple. Um, uh, if I had to pick one, I don't know, because Maria and Owen, I always love going out with them. Um, but Jabari and Tommy are kind of up there because, I don't know, we've only hung out with them twice, but like I feel like we really click as couples. Hmm. Um, and I just enjoy you having more people of color that you connect with. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's important for you. And I don't think you get it enough. Hmm. Yeah. What about, who would I choose? For a double date, you would fly in token. Um. And who? Not one of his tricks. No, you'd pair him with Steve. (laughs) (laughs) They can't date, though. Um. Uh, Double date who? Oh, um, Celia and Kenny. Oh, that's a really good choice. That is a super good choice. Thank you. Uh, there's a couple that mm-hmm. I would have, I mean, cause there's Teal and Eric. Sure. That I would choose. Kristen and Doug. Mm-hmm. Dana and Josh. Mm-hmm. Aunt Mary and Uncle Chuck. Aunt Mary and Uncle Chuck. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a couple. I don't know if I, I don't know if I could choose one. Probably Aunt Mary and Uncle Chuck, actually. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> we do. I would have a really good them. time with them. Um, it's just so easy with them. It is. It is. Even when Uncle Chuck falls asleep at dinner and wakes up Completely. and asks you if you like your wine chilled. <laughs> and the answer is yes, Charles. I do like my wine chilled. Uh, although sometimes you like it with Coca-Cola. Feeling good, feeling natural. Indeed. Um, all right. Next one. What do I love about my job? The challenges. Um, the challenges. You like. Um, you really enjoy that you're like being uh given responsibility and like you're being like challenged and like you're doing things and like you're dependent upon you really enjoy that i have said i do really um i never knew that i always wanted a boss who knew what to do with me but i have one and she knows exactly what to do with me hmm. um and i really appreciate that like she knows what to challenge me with she knows what to let me do she knows what to say yes to um when i ask for stuff like yeah it's just it's wonderful i have i've always had bosses that just didn't know what to do with me and it was it was frustrating it felt felt stagnating Hmm. um but this job yeah this job definitely i love that part i also just love the work itself like i find it to be fascinating and fulfilling um and i like the this idea of investing in the community so so auditing programs um and then seeing them change over time as a result um of those um, visits is great. I also love the team. 
Like it's a lot of really great people and we all get along and we laugh and it's just nice. It's just a really nice, like I, I genuinely enjoy going to work every single day. Mm. I really do. Good. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. Yeah. What about me? What do I enjoy about my job? You, yours is very similar. You love that you're being recognized for your abilities. You love that you're being given increasing amounts of responsibility. You love the creativity that comes with it. You love that you're recognized when you're achieving things. You like that you're building something and watching it grow. You also like your team um, quite a bit and you believe in the product and you believe in the owner of the company. Um, and that's something that you've really needed is is all those things, but also just the the good blend of professional and family that comes with a, fa- a family owned business that is growing. Um, you know, um, so I think I think I covered it. Yeah, it's actually like if I were actually to wrap it up in like one sentence, it's the very last thing that you said is the family feel of the job. Mm-hmm. That like it it literally feels like being a part of a family, and that they like everyone loves it. Like he like the owner like loves us. And respects us and cares about us in a familial way. Mm-hmm. And it's just like really special. And I really yeah. do enjoy it. Yeah. Great. What do I do to de-stress? Play video games. This is very true. Yeah. Must be stressed all the time. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> what do I do to play What else video- do I do to de-stress? Wait a minute. You do something else? Uh-huh. There are lots of things I do. Well, I know you like to walk. Mm-hmm. You like to walk a lot. Which it's is very something important that you do. to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but that's about it. I also like to read. Mm. Reading is de-stressful. I like to meditate. Mm. That's de-stressful. I've never witnessed you meditate. You don't because I don't. It doesn't look like meditating when I do it. It's the first thing I do before I wake up. I mean, before I get out of bed. And it's the last thing I do before I fall asleep every day. But it doesn't look like meditation. I've never been able to like sit in a lotus position. Like it just hurts my knees and my back. So I've always laid down to meditate. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there's a right or a wrong way. I also can't do that thing where you like put your tongue on the back of your teeth and that's how you're supposed to control your breathing. I've just never that just makes my mouth dry. <laughs> and makes you sound weird. Yeah, right? Exactly. Uh, okay. So how, those are the things I like. To how do I de stress? Um it depends on the type of stress. Like Sometimes just falling asleep is a way that you de-stress. Um, you really like to dance it off. So you like to go out. You like to be with friends. You like to laugh. You like to dance. That's a big one for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you also like to be massaged. Um, that helps you a great deal. Um, I also like to laugh. Yeah, you also like to just have a good time. And sometimes you also like to vent. Sometimes I do need to vent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right answers. Ding, 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 ding. There's hope yet, folks. (laughs) All right, one more. What is a controversial opinion that I have? Let me do you first. Okay. Let's see. A controversial opinion that you have. I mean, can we all agree that um, racial inequality is not a controversial opinion? Can we all agree on that? Because some people would find that controversial, but we all, those of us who are at least semi-woke, know that it's not controversial. So we're not going to say that, right? Yeah, I don't think you should say okay, that. Okay, good. I don't I want think, to. I was going to say because I think you can find some other actual controversy. No, no, no. I know. I'm just saying like some people would find, and I don't. I don't. And so I don't want to. I don't want to put that one out there. Yeah. Um, hmm. I have one for you already. All right, go ahead. Yours is that we should get rid of money in general. 
Oh, I don't find that to be controversial. I do. I think a lot of people would have a really hard time getting and partying with their money. I think there's a large group of people called socialists who would <laughs> who would not disagree. Or capitalists. Uh, no, capitalists would disagree completely. Marxists, maybe not so much. Um, true Marxists, though, not not because we haven't seen communism. Because um, the whole world has to participate in order for it to, it to be communism. But yeah, I don't. I don't find that to be controversial i think it's controversial do you want to know my actually controversial thing that i absolutely believe and people's jaws are going to drop mandatory easily reversible sterilization at birth but it has to be those things i I do remember you saying that but it has to be those things it has to be easily reversible there cannot be a social piece to it there can't be a racial piece to it but what it takes to be a good parent and how many resources we actually have, I don't think is a bad thing. I do mm. not think that's a bad thing. And I think it should be a merit-based system. Okay, you took all the classes. You did well. Are you just a good test taker or did you make a good kid? And if you made a good kid, you can have more. But I, I do genuinely believe in mandatory, easily reversible sterilization at birth. Mm. And it is so controversial. That is pretty controversial. It's super controversial. I like it, though. It's, I, I really do. I really do think it's a way to curb a lot of issues. I like it. But what, what, yeah, so what is my controversial one? I, I don't know. I don't know. You're going to have to tell me. I may hit myself for this, but... My controversial opinion is that after the age of 65, people should be given mandatory driving tests every year after that. You think that's controversial? I think it's super controversial. I think there's a lot of people who would agree with you. I just think it's necessary. I'm sure 65? 65 years old. Wow. I think that like once you hit 65 and you're like in retirement age and you're, you know, starting to lose some of your abilities. Abilities. Yeah. And your, you know, your ability to like uh, react quicker and like do things like that, that you should be, it should be a mandatory, like your license should expire every year every year and you should have to retake a driving test like an actual road test and an actual written test every single year so i was going to ask you a couple of things on that so one let's be fair and say that even though you have to renew it every year you don't have to pay to renew it every year i don't think you should have to pay once you're retired that's when all the discounts are supposed to kick in i don't think you should have to pay i also don't think it should be the same test that everyone else takes i think it should be a special test for people in that age group because Okay, so for example, the vision piece, if you bring in your doctor's eye exam, that's fine. But the DMV and the doctor have to agree on what an eye exam looks like because the eye exam at the DMV is not the eye exam at your doctor. Mm -hmm. That's one. Number two, written test. Eh, take it or leave it. I don't care. To me, though, there, there should be tests besides being in the vehicle that if you're going to do this, that people should do. Like there are other ways to measure reaction time that have nothing to do with the vehicle. So what about doing some of those tests? Yeah. I mean, I think those things are important. The other controversial opinion that I have is that I think that sex work should be a lot more accessible. Oh, I would totally legalize it. Yeah, I think sex work... Not even decriminalize it, legalize it. Completely legalize it. Yeah, and I think it should be a lot more accessible and a lot less... 
I don't know, uh, seen as dirty and or bad. Taboo. Yeah. yeah. And I think that people should be able to, again, I think it should kind of, uh, there should be more brothels. I think brothels should charge, especially since I've been hearing like a lot of stories about like really, really amazing people from like way back in like the 30s and the 40s that had like really famous brothels and things like that and would like literally charge men like 500 to a thousand dollars every single time they wanted to go into the brothel and men were having to pay for it and it was a whole experience and it was like this whole experience Mm -hmm. and stuff like that like i think we should go back to those days like a lot of people don't know that this idea of drinking champagne out of a slipper that's from a brothel yeah yeah yeah. yeah, and I think that it should be like, and I think that we should create more of those experiences and have those things around and like be able to give sex workers a place and an ability and a living that well, they can create and, and a decent wage safety and, and all of that. Yeah, yeah, that should be able to happen. And well, um, we also let's also not deny the people who want the service the fact of their very natural desire. Yeah, I think it's normal. Yeah, it's like one hundred percent normal. Yeah, I mean this. Listen. <laughs> Listen, Linda, listen, Linda, listen, this country was founded by Puritans, right? Not the most open minded people. And remember that one of the customs, not of the Puritans, but around that time period was covering the legs of a piano because they were called legs and you had to cover them. That's how controversial conservative these folks were, right? So, yeah, no, I agree. Like, what are what are the what are the what's the harm of making sex work illegal? It's it's a lot. There's a lot of harm. There's danger. There's drugs. There's abuse. There's murder. There's STIs. Like, there's all kinds of things, right? Yeah. Um, and then, what's the harm in legalizing it? Right? Pretty little. Some more healthy taxes. Some more honest people. Like. You know, mandatory yeah, testing. Yeah, and I mean, it's it would, listen. It wouldn't be perfect. It wouldn't be the most you know. It wouldn't be the cure to society's ails. But it would be fine. So I don't. I don't disagree with you at yeah. all. A little controversial, though. It is. It totally is. Although I think it's becoming less and less controversial. No, it's becoming more and more controversial is because it? like sites like Craigslist and all that stuff like that have shut down all ability to like even uh promote oh, your I don't know sex that I would stuff like that use craigslist as the dial on the moral compass of america all <laughs> websites all websites and stuff like that like everything like anything that has to do with like uh promoting your ability to like extend your services in, a, in a, like a sexual manner like is completely gone like you don't have the ability to do it anymore and it's hmm. like crazy yeah it's it's really really bad so I say give sex workers the ability to... Advertise? Advertise. <laughs> I love it. Give us... Whatever happened to a calling card? We need to bring calling cards back. <laughs> I need to see a prostitute's calling card. That's hysterical. I think that's what we need. So there you go. <laughs> that was a fun little exercise. Yay, trivia. I had a really good time with that. I so. enjoy it. Well, thank you for the laughs. Thank you. It was a good time. He's yawning right now. I think I was boring him. <laughs> You're not boring me. It's warm in here. Common misconception. People don't yawn when they're bored. They yawn when their brain is warm and it's trying to cool itself. Well, wow. It's just hot in here. So you're trying to rush oxygen to your brain. Hmm. It's like panting. I'm not warm. Yeah, I'm, I'm also not warm. yawning. I'm always warm. Uh, we know this. Good times. It was Had good. by all. Yes. Despite yeah. the yawning. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back in just a bit, y'all.
So that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of this really important conversation. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod Relationship. And don't forget to subscribe and rate us and leave our podcast on for your pets. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, that took me out for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can also email us at relationshipsquestions at gmail.com if you have any situations or comments that you'd like us to address here on the show. And don't forget to check out our IGTV channel, Relationship, for a behind the scenes post show conversation about this week's episode. Tony and I are going to harass your ears next week. And remember, shit, shat, shut. <laughs> What does that even mean? It means I took you out twice. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com.